You know what time it is. The boys are back. Saturday Night Nerds live streaming podcast. This is episode 10, uh, hosted by your boy, Deontay the Giant. I got my guys with me, Dark King Cameron and Slushhead Tommy. Uh, Emperor Will was not able to uh, make it tonight, but uh, he he will be in the comments section uh, after he's done uh, doing what he's got to do at home. So uh, we're pretty much having a chill night tonight. Uh, we won't hold y'all up for too long. Uh, me and the guys uh, probably going to talk about like all the latest releases in comic books with Slushhead Collects. Uh, we'll talk about Loki season two. Uh, the news, the boys spin off Gen V, and then the newest release from Sony and PlayStation, uh, uh, Spider Man Two. So we're we're pretty we're pretty much going to take it easy, breeze through the first three talki- topics, and then me and Cameron probably just go off for the rest of the night about our, our first impressions and what the gameplay is like uh, for Spider Man Two. Amazing! Yes, Lord. So without further ado, time to roll that theme song. Let's go, let's go. Welcome back. Yes, Lord. It is Saturday Night Nerds live stream and podcast. You guys are now tuning in. This is season three, episode 10. And I it is your boy, Deontay the Giant. And I got my guys with me, Dark King Cameron and Slushhead Tommy. So uh shout out to you, shout out to you guys. Emperor King Will cannot make it tonight, but he should be in the comments soon. So uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for him. And thank you for everybody that's going to tune in tonight. Uh, we got a fairly short show for you guys. Uh, we're, we're pretty much covering Loki season two, uh, the boys spinoff Gen V, and uh, the new release for PlayStation uh, Spider-Man 2. But uh, before we get into any of that, we'll be going over the latest releases in comic books with Slushhead Collects. And we'll also be talking about a little bit of news that's been in the nerd world lately. So without further ado, my boy Tommy will hand it to you. All right. What up, everybody? All right. So I guess to start off Slushhead Collects, we got a couple things going on for both Marvel and DC. Uh, on the DC side, we have the, uh, the beginning of the new Golden Age uh, kind of spinoff stuff that they've started to do. It started with Jeff Johns uh, coming out with this one shot called The New Golden Age. And from there, we've got now three new spinoffs. We've got the return of uh, Jay Garrick Flash. We've got the return of Wesley Dodd Sandman, which we haven't seen since his death. And uh, I believe it was the JSA uh, Secret Files or something like that. 
So he's been dead for quite a while, and now pretty soon we should be receiving the uh, Alan Scott Green Lantern. So we'll we'll be having that kind of those three books. I think that they're miniseries, but they could be ongoing. I'm not quite sure how it all is working because it's all under this new Jeff Johns kind of section for DC that he has going on. And then um, over on the Marvel side, though, we have this new story arc that's going to be... I thought it was ridiculous when they announced it. I think it's going to be something like 27-issue story arc for Spider-Man, where he is going to transition from being Spider-Man into a goblin. So I don't know how I feel about that with it being, you know, 27 issues of them trying to get this all out. It almost feels like how they did the uh, the Clone Saga back in the 90s, where it was just a jumbled up mess of just like, they are they gonna do this, or are they gonna do that? And a little worrisome, but uh, outside of those though, you know, we also, I, I've been seeing a lot of people come up and into the comic store here in our, uh, our local area. And uh, they've started to ask more about Transformers and G.I. Joe, and it seems like Transformers and G.I. Joe are in this uh, new renaissance when it comes to the comic books, because for a long time there, they weren't, you know, we weren't seeing any of the books get up in price, and we were, you know, everything had kind of stayed stagnant for quite a while. And now we're seeing, you know, people are talking about G.I. Joe more, they're getting excited for this crossover with the G.I. Joe and Transformers that's about to occur. And uh, we're just seeing this new kind of like wave of 80s cartoons kind of coming back around. Yeah. So I think it's really cool. People are starting to ask more for the Masters of the Universe. I don't know if that implies that there's going to be a new book coming out. I do know that with the Transformers and the G.I. Joe, I believe what it's going to do is that it's going to continue the numbering from the IDW series. That was the ongoing series uh, that continued the numbering from the original series. So I believe that it's just going to be like, you know, it's Marvel, then IDW, then Image. And that's kind of the, the line that we're in. Uh, but we're seeing a lot more of that Transformers uh, come back too, because uh, I believe in Void Rivals. The book by, I believe it's Tyler Kirkman and uh, Lorenzo DeFelici. And it's one of those kind of futuristic i'm not quite sure if it's supposed to be like post-apocalyptic but it's definitely in like that space kind of area um putting people in these positions of like uh i'm i'm still not quite sure how it all is coming together because i know that they're out hit their couple issues in by now i think four issues in maybe five issues so far but Outside of that, I'm not quite sure what else I think is going on. You know, I think that uh, we're kind of in this weird period where it's between, you know, a really big event and something happening. So, like, the big, big news that I got was that uh, we have that 27-issue story arc with Spider-Man. And um, I know that we had New York Comic-Con recently as well. That recently passed here in uh, Cape Reef at our Comic-Con at the beginning of the month. And then there's going to be a Music City Comic Con in Lebanon, Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, next week. Oh, so wow. That's something to look forward to. I believe Danny Trejo is going to be there. And I believe that uh, Karen Kukahara, mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah. the, uh, she's going to be there as well. And where you, I believe Chris Bocciolo, that's one of the comic artists, that's going to be there. And uh, 
yeah, I think that's pretty much everything that I had going on for Flesh Head Collect this week. It was real short this week. I wasn't quite sure what all was really going on. I I just heard through the grapevine. I'm kind of waiting for the New York Comic Con stuff. Because it's not as big as San Diego. So San Diego was the really big, like, big key hits. And now we're having the end of this writer and act, actor strike. So we're seeing a lot of the, uh, the cons go back to the series coming in and then kind of being the stars of the show. I do got one got question for you. For you. Uh, uh, so that question is basically, uh, how do you feel about the fall of X and everything that's been announced so far about about what's going on in that storyline? I haven't quite kept up with that storyline, uh, but what I'm excited for, I don't know because I did know I did know that they were uh, bringing back the original X Men. And that's what it's going to be called. And it's going to be uh, Jean Grey, Scott Summers, our Iceman, Beast, and uh, Angel. So I guess that's what they're heading for. It almost feels like they're redoing what they did in the past when they brought their old, their young selves into the future. And then that's when you had like X-Men Blue begin and you had X-Men Red begin. And that was kind of happening. So I'm, I'm kind of worried of what's going to happen moving forward with the X-Men. Because I think this whole Age of Krakoa from the beginning of Dawn of X all the way here to the Ball of X has been, has had its ups and downs, you know. But after Sins of Sinister happened, and after seeing everything kind of meet up and we're seeing Apocalypse come back and we're seeing, you know, the Children of the Vault stuff happening and occurring, you know, it, it's interesting to see what's going to happen moving forward. And things have changed as well, um, especially when it comes to resurrecting people and how the resurrection thing goes. Because we had Kamala, oh, a little bit of the spoiler, but uh, Kamala Khan, who is Miss Marvel, she died in a one-shot issue or something like that. I think she died in the Amazing Spider-Man issue. Mm-hmm. But uh, now we're seeing her be brought back to life and she's now a mutant. And that was a big change from, you know, the mutants being able to resurrect themselves to now they can resurrect in humans and bring them back as mutants. And that was very... I, I don't feel very confident with that. And it's clearly something that they took from the movie so that it would be canon in the comics as well so that when new readers come in they can recognize miss marvel as being a mutant like we've seen on on the big screen and not the inhuman that we've known her to be for the last couple of years yeah that pretty pretty much makes us the the, makes us the ogs now like we pretty much got to experience like miss marvel starting now and it's kind of like history repeating itself because like old comic book fans they got to experience like a different Spider-Man than what th- this generation of kids got got exposed to, and then some people, depending on what year you're born, like Miles Morales could be like your first Sp- Spider-Man and all that. So it's like it's funny just seeing like the generational uh, changes and like us being like late late twenties, uh, early thirties, and we we've, we've pretty much been exposed to a lot since the nineties. But I will I will say uh, I I just watched the video from uh, Comics Explain and uh, Rob was mentioning that something was going on in the Fall of X storyline where uh, <coughs> excuse me 
Iron Man got his hands on a, on a very dangerous type of metal, which is probably like the counterpoint to Antimantium. And <coughs> that the metal is so strong that Iron Man made a cane out of it to test it out. And he's been going around like testing it with people. And the first person he tried, I think, was Spider-Man. And he said, Spider-Man, close your eyes. And he hit Spider-Man in the leg. <coughs> Spider-Man was like, why did you do that? And he was like, ah, so this metal doesn't doesn't affect your spidey senses. Oh, and so this metal is this metal's got like feats already. Uh there's another feat that it had that was pretty crazy. Um oh, Doctor Strange couldn't use his break it with his magic. Mm-hmm. Uh Captain Marvel couldn't break it with her bare hands. And it it like if Iron Man's gonna make a suit out of that, that suit is gonna be a huge fucking problem. God. <laughs> yeah, and uh shout out to Kim Pachi Zaraki in the comments section. Uh he's he's talking about the, the resurrections on the table after Fall of X. I think they're gonna probably try to reincorporate it, but I don't think that it's going to be something that's going to reoccur after the fact because I think we might see something happen in the timeline and we might see something occur with Moira McTaggart because they kind of threw away the whole Moira McTaggart thing that was going on where she was kind of the one that was behind the whole Krakoa thing and the whole idea of Krakoa. And then we see in during the events of Inferno, her switch over to the Orcus side. So are we going to continue to see Orcus? Is Orcus going to be a major role moving forward? And we are already aware that, like, you know, Tony Stark has worked on Sentinel projects before because we saw, I believe it was just one X-Men issue, but we see that there's Iron Man armor on a Sentinel. So it becomes a question of, like, is Tony Stark going to continue to, you know, kind of keep this bond with the X-Men? Because I believe that's the reason that he marries Emma Frost, is that it's to kind of keep the peace between humanity and the mutants while this is all happening with all of that yeah yeah pretty much this new series that's going on with iron man like like you said he married emma frost uh mm. while they're on honeymoon she sends tony off to like the island of krakoa with his new stealth i don't know if it's his new nil suit or or if it's just one 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 of the ones he made like a while back and he's used it frequently but he's using like a nil suit to get into Island of Krakoa and like he has to bypass like all of his Iron Man Sentinels that's guarding the island just so he could find I think it was for him to find a Mysterium actually so he he's he just got his hands (laughs) on Mysterium uh they're teasing that he might have the suit done by like the next issue uh but that I I want to say that's a lot of YouTube, YouTube theories that's, that's been out. Like the suit will be uh, ready by next issue. And the suit that powerful, uh, Iron Man is going to be like a, another key player going forward for Marvel Comics mm-hmm. after that. Because he's already had cosmic powers in, in, in some of his storyline. And now he's having like an antimanium or antimantium. I, I can't pronounce it, but uh, having a suit of his own just like that and it's just like wow man if you if you can give uh captain marvel a run for her money with that suit on then oof, 
he's gonna be a key. He's gonna be a key Avenger uh, going forward. Oh yeah, I'm excited to see what they're gonna do with Iron Man moving forward. I think that. I, I wonder if they're going to have him be more tied with the X-Men moving forward or if he's going to continue to be like a major player for the Avengers. You know, I wonder if that's going to mix, mix with things. I wonder if we... Because we already see another uncanny X-Men or uncanny Avengers has popped up again. So I wonder if we're going to see another uncanny Avengers happen and we may see another ongoing uncanny avengers book happened but you know like i said like you said it's all speculation moving forward but i'm excited to see what's gonna happen yeah uh, cameron what, what what you think about all this madness i mean it x-men have always been like just in the world of just like chaos and madness i mean i I picked up a few uh issues from for fall of x-men astonishing nice man uncanny uh the new one, Candy Spider-Man, which is Nightcrawler, uh, which is really good so far. Uh, Jean Grey and uh, Dark X-Men. So far, everything's been really good. But, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see what happens and what comes of it. But, oh, God. But, yeah. Oh, Tony Stark, he's already got, like, money. Like, he's already the richest man in the world. He's got, like, suits of armor for days. I'm not sure if an, a, a suit of armor made out of Mysterium is going to do any good or be any more help and and also i didn't realize uh about the spider-man being the goblin i didn't realize that was going to be 27 issues for an arc that's that's really long yeah uh i think yeah tommy was just talking about that earlier too about about the 27 issues and not being too confident about it it's just like man I mean, I like the idea of like turning Peter into a goblin. Like he's been, like, we've seen him go bad, bad and dark. But just, I like the idea. But twenty seven, like twenty seven issues. I mean, yeah, that might be a bit too long. I mean, we'll we'll just see what happens. Man, but yeah, and uh, we were speaking about uh, New York Comic Con. Uh, they uh, DC announced uh, a sequel series for the Dark Knights of Steel, which was. Probably one of my favorite issue the stories that came out this la- this last year. The artwork is so good. The story, just everything is amazing, and they have the same people on it. It's amazing. So I'm, I'm that's what I'm really excited for. And also they're gonna do uh, a story for uh, for Deathstroke as a Viking warrior. So that'll be interesting. I I love when they do like uh, stories and like take twists on characters, like throw a whole spin on them, like, especially because this is King Arthur and like medieval stuff. I love that. I love all that. Oh man, Deathstroke is going to be brutal. He's already brutal enough. Man, he, give him a Jesus. Viking axe. Hell yes. I hope we see lots of bloods and blood guts and whatever kind of gore we need uh, with this storyline. But man, oh yeah. And on to add on to that, um, Elseworlds. The uh, the imprint for DC is returning with that. I'm glad that he brought that up. Because I guess Dark Knights of Steel is technically an Elseworlds story, but they're bringing back the imprint itself. So it's exciting to see that along with the movies, I think that they heard the fans outcry for us to want more Elseworlds stories. So that means that we may get a return back to some of the old stories that we had in the past. Um, I don't know if they would ever want to go back to Gotham by Gaslight, but that was one that 
kind of stands out or they can do that story like a continuation of that story where superman clark kent becomes batman instead of superman and we can see something go off on these different ideas that they have and i'd like to see what they can do with them you know i'm getting tired of the same old kind of doing it over and over again i want them to experiment a little bit i want them to reach out and try different things and really go you know and to different places that they want to i feel like the dc black label is close to doing that the problem that i have with dc black label is that they don't try to experiment too much they like to kind of hold back they like to focus on their characters you know if you look at the dc catalog for the dc black a majority of it is either batman or batman related characters so there's a lot of hard plan a lot of joker and a lot of batman but every once in a while you'll get stories that'll stand out to you like i thought one that's a great horror story that I think that people should read is the uh, the nice house on the lake, and I thought that that was really brilliant the way that they did it. So I would like to see them to try to touch on more things, and maybe Elseworlds is where they can take those characters on the black label that they've been focusing on and kind of do stuff over there with them and try to focus more on different things and experimental things when it comes to the black label. Yeah, this is one of the reasons why I would love to write for DC because, man, if if they do invest in, invest in these experiments, like I want to be a part of that generation of like people venturing out. And I, I would I would like them outside of the Gotham verse for, for first and foremost. Like I want to see them exploring like Star City, maybe uh, you got uh, other really cool locations in DC that just haven't been blessed completely as much as gotham has and uh like all these different harley quinn books and joker storylines riddler and, and bats like i i'm ready to see a little bit more of uh it, more like an exploration of mars a little bit so you get to see a little bit more of john jones because you get you get to see some of it in the past but it is it, it's, it's no it's not nowhere near as extensive as gotham gotham is and i i, I want to see more about like the white martians and i think think it's the the green martians that that the, the, like they, they they always feud with each other on, on their planet and the story about that is kind of like inspired by like segregation and uh the apartheid as well i believe and it and it's it's actually really cool uh they had a animated series adaptation of it in young justice this uh this recent season actually and it goes a little bit more in depth with john jones family uh a little bit more in depth with to like uh like the like the uh what you call the monarchy that's that's that, that runs mars and all that too so I'm I, I'm a huge fan of uh, Martian Manhunter. Uh, you get to see his niece, I believe, uh, mm -hmm. Megan Megan Morris. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, she, um, Megan Morris is a huge part been a part of the show since day one, and but we also get to see like her brother too, who's a white Martian, like very just like I, like I hate everyone and just like want to like kill and kill. Yeah, absolutely. And uh she married Superboy this season. Mm -hmm. So it, that that was a, that was a really cool thing that they they went with. Uh that's mm -hmm. that's actually a very problematic couple right there. So it, 
I, I would I wouldn't fa- face face off with them at, at all. So <laughs> yeah, they had their rough patches, but they got they got they got not all through. But no, yeah, yeah. If I could write for DC, I want to I want to cash in on this this Mars this Mars exploration. I like to cash in on like maybe studying the Green Lantern cores, but the individual lanterns and, and going going um. Like Kilowog, I, I know he has a backstory, but like just more stories about him would be cool. Just I, I, any example would be good, but no, oh, absolutely, yeah. Let's see, uh, Kim Pachi says Young Justice is the best comic book animated series since Batman the animated series, and that I agree with. Uh, yeah, I'm not inclined to disagree with him. That's if not the best, it's like my favorite in my like my one of my favorites. Like I'm a huge fan of it in bits since day one. Yeah, I'm the type of person that that believes Young Justice is actually way better than Invincible. That that's just me though. Maybe it's I'm being unfair, but I just I just think Young Justice is better by <laughs> by far, honestly. By far. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm just being an invincible hater, but uh, I don't know. Comic comics were great. Uh, I, I wish I would have gotten started on them the moment that they started re- their very first uh, issue released because uh, it's it's not that old of a series. But uh, the the digital versions that I've read, the great storytelling. Uh, I don't think uh, the people at Prime Video kind of. Or whatever studios that made Invincible uh, kind of adapted it to the T, and I and I, I just didn't care for it. Young Young Justice was like three or four seasons of just nonstop fire storytelling. Yeah, I never read the in- Invincible comics, but I did enjoy the show. I thought that the first season was really good. Uh, but what I'm aware of with the comic book was that the big kind of reveal that with Omni-Man wasn't actually supposed to happen until about the 25th issue. There was there was supposed it was supposed to be kind of like an on-beat kind of superhero story, but things weren't kind of going off. There weren't there wasn't anything exciting happening. And I think that the creator himself asked one of the older kind of guys at uh, Image, he was wondering, you know, what he should do with this book in order to make it sell because the sales were starting to drop. So the uh, the guy that he went to go talk to, he just told him to go ahead and go with that twist that he wanted to wait 25 issues to do and just to do it right away. And that's why I think from, I think from issue six or seven, from then on, we see the total shift and change of the storytelling so i think that's something that amazon had to work around was that you have five or six issues of a normal superhero story happening and when it comes to the invincible show we see it right off the bat in that very first episode that omni man isn't who he's supposed to you know who we think that he is and i think that's something that the Invincible show was trying to do was trying to just increase the speed on the how 
quickly this can all fall apart. And I think that they did pretty well in that first episode. And I, I think that the last episode was incredible. But when it comes to the rest of it, there are some like bits and pieces where I'm a little iffy on. But it's nothing quite like The Boys, though. Man. The Boys was such an incredible show, man. It's, uh, we'll, we'll probably cover uh, Gen V not too long from now. But uh, I will say this. Uh, the Boys... In my opinion, overall, like you hear me say this again a little bit later tonight, but uh, the boys set the bar too high for Gen V, and it's just like it, it's a decent spinoff. It's just like I feel like it's nothing creative about it, but besides like maybe what how to activate some of these powers, and it's just like eh, it, it makes me it doesn't really inspire innovation out of me. It just makes me cringe, and it's like. We, our first exposure to one of the characters uh power she has blood manipulation and our, and our first time seeing that is just like she has her first period and she slaughters her parents so spoiler if you guys aren't uh caught up on that but man i i did not care for some of these powers it's it cool to a certain extent but it's just like i, I I've, I've i've had my fair share of cringe from watching certain episodes from the boys too but the boys is just better i i just can't put my finger on it but it's it, it doesn't seem like anything original is going on with gen v and, and that that's just my hot take i'll come back and explain that a little bit more later but yeah the the boys was fire uh and it, it, it's the same concept as invisible it's just like uh gore, gory superhero fights but Invincible's animated and the boys is live action. And it's just like, now that I've seen the boys, I can't unsee it. And I, I just, I, I don't want to see it again. I just want to see more boy. I want to see more of the boys. If Invincible wants to stand on its own two feet separate from that, I think they should focus less on gore maybe for a starter, for starters. Um, I think Invincible should build on the characters around uh, Mark a little bit more, and then going into a, exploring the Viltrumites right out the bat too. Like that probably would have made the story even more interesting for me. Oh yeah, and with the boys and Invincible, what I like about them is that you know it, it, I think that it's much more than just the gory fight. Um, when it comes to the boys, you have like this commentary on whether or not if a person has superpowers, are they going to do the right thing with them? And that's what we see as a constant happening within the boys. Now, the difference with Invincible, though, is that you have a world full of superheroes and supervillains. You see the superheroes actually genuinely being what we consider a superhero to be, as opposed to being like Homelander, who has this dark side to him that is willing to kill people we see the opposite when it comes to the heroes and invincible. And that's what I like about the whole Omni-Man twist is that we see that the Superman figure, the Superman uh, allegory ends up being the worst of them. Like he ends up being the bad guy at the end of the day. So I think that's what I enjoy about it. Now with Gen V, what I like about it is that I've only got into two episodes, but what I like about it is that it still kind of explores those themes of the boys where it's like, are they really good people 
Like, are they really here to genuinely help the world, or what? What is actually happening with these suits? And I like that it kind of digs into, you know, different superheroes' backgrounds and where they're kind of starting at, because then we can see why they are who they are when it comes to the boys. Because it sounds like this gold you, or god you, has been around for however many years. So how many of these suits have we seen kind of come through there? And they keep making reference back to the seven. They keep making reference back to this world that's been built around everything. We're seeing characters come back that were in the boys show up in Gen D. So I, I'd like to see what's going to go on moving forward. And I like that it was renewed for a second season. But I'm kind of like you, Deontay, where it's kind of like, you know, we've seen this, you know. But I think that we need something that's dark and over the top and has the sick humor and has the messed up kind of ideologies because we're kind of in a time where that's missing you know we don't see south park putting out shows like they were before we don't see you know i think family guy and american dad are still popping out shows but they're not as risque as they used to be they're not as you know they're not really putting the problems right in people's faces like they used to and i think that it's nice that we're seeing that happen with gen v and what i like about it too is that they still have those kind of that kind of nuance Kind of like making fun of everybody uh, yeah talk. like i like that in the first little bit of it it was like oh we're the most inclusive campus we have lesbian and black and this that and the other and it was kind of like it was making fun of that whole nuance that everything has to be inclusive and i thought that that was just a funny way to do it i, I think that you know kind of making fun of it while keeping it like you know real and i like that the cast is so diverse too I love that we have different people from different races kind of show up. And I like that we're seeing kind of different perspectives with it too, as opposed to the boys, which is all from Huey's perspective or Butcher's perspective. We don't really get to see that much of Mother's Milk perspective. And we don't see very much of uh, the female's perspective either. So it kind of all, or, you know, Kimiko's perspective. Yes. So it all kind of gets jumbled up. So that's what I like about Gen V too, is that it kind of, brings around that diversity and it kind of includes everybody and makes fun of it at the same time. I like that it can do that and make fun of it at the same time and make it all fun and worth watching. Because I've laughed at a lot of it and I've had a lot of fun just enjoying and seeing what's happening. And I kind of feel the same expressions that I feel when watching the boys when something opens up. And I like getting that excited and my jaw dropping and my eyes getting wide being like, did that really just occur? So that's what I think Gen V has Yeah, I honestly, I think that that's yeah, that's one of the reasons that I believe they they, they have potential to keep to do even better the next season. Oh, uh, that because that's definitely some of the things that they did right. I think my issue with Gen V is just the characters. It's just it's I think it's it it's not it's not the diversity in the cast. I love that part. Uh, it, it's the way that the character the characters just seem like I've I've watched them a few times before somewhere else, and it's just like everybody. I feel like maybe they're reusing personality types that's already been beat to death, and it's because uh, you see this you see this you see the scenarios that they're in, and the scenarios seem familiar too. So it's just like maybe it's superhero fatigue for me, but. I'm able to watch Loki season two with no problem. So I don't know if it's superhero fatigue either. So I, I think it's just the characters like you, you beat their personality profile 
uh, in the in this industry quite a bit, and I I kind I kind of just like it's just not for me. It it, it kind of bores me a little bit because it's just like I've seen this scenario before uh, a dozen times on the other TV shows, and it's that's that's just how it feels. But uh, I do I do admire uh, their good intentions with this because they're definitely trying to send a message. Uh, they, they even have like one of the characters that is uh transgender and also uh has has uh her identity situation going and sometimes her parents well actually her it's mostly her dad her dad just doesn't see eye to eye with her with the the gender she chooses and mm-hmm. it's just like it it, it 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 goes to show you what it's like to be in the shoes of someone like that in real life like it puts you in their shoes because you don't see that often on television mm-hmm. or like you're telling a superhero story, but it's not just the usual guy superhero, <laughs> usual girl superhero. You, 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 you got some, you got something that's like not binary and you get to see the world from their perspective. And, it, and I thought that was, that was pretty dope. Uh, way, way to kind of like bring people back down to earth. Like, this, we're trying to keep the story as close to reality as we can. That I, I applaud them for. I, I think I'm just burnt burnt out a little bit on their character profiles outside of that. Well, I think their characters are supposed to be to the extreme. I think that's what the, the point is. Yeah. yeah. It's like um, the one, the shrinking girl. She has that personality that you kind of expect from uh like a roommate you know and i i understand what you're saying about some of the characters having the the same kind of character personalities as other characters that we've seen but i think that's just a i don't think that's a byproduct of superhero fatigue i think that's just a byproduct of what hollywood has been doing because we've seen these same tropes i would say for the last 20 years like this could all go back to you know Mean Girls, and it could go back to um, just like those those early sitcom and like uh, not sitcom but uh, rom com kind of movies that were happening. And I think that we see a lot of those characters pop up over and over again. I think that's what's happening in Gen V for you is that we're seeing tropes that we've seen kind of played out, and it's just not feeling new. And I think that's why it's such a different uh, trajectory than the boys is because the boys felt brand new. The boys was very much so in your face and got to the point and made it clear that, you know, this, they weren't messing around, you know, it was something that was new and it changed the game up. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that for sure. Uh, that I, I'm thinking about, uh, I, w- I would say like, for the boys, like you do get to spend time with them a little bit and get to know them individually one by one. Some some at a slower pace than uh Carl Urban and the other guy that plays Huey's uh, uh character or plays, plays Huey. Huey. Uh Jack Quaid. Yeah, Jack Quaid. Uh you get to you get to get to know them a little bit too. I and I, I know like you, like I love getting to know characters. Like I, I want to know more as much as I can about them, what makes them tick and what why they make the choices in life that they do. And then you get background that kind of like explains the core of their their whole existence. 
like some superheroes were abused as, as kids growing up. You have toxic parents that kind of sold them off for money. And they, they, you get to get to know each and every one of them that way. Uh, Gen V, you do, you do get to know the characters a little bit. But it's just like, I feel like I'm getting to know the same person over and over uh, that, that I've got to know from other TV shows. I, I feel like somebody's just dipping in that pool of familiarity just to write this script out. Uh, but I, honestly, I, I do see potential for it to be like a very incredible show going forward. Um, I, I just I just hope they find a way to add a little bit more flavor, flavor to Gen V at least the characters because I haven't read the source material, but if, if from what I've seen so far, if the characters are, are just like that, I don't, I don't know if I could get attached to them. Right. Well, as far as I know, Gen V is pretty much its own kind of breakaway from the TV show. There's no real source material for it. There was never any spinoff of Gen V in the comics more or less this is being based off of one story arc that happened in in the books so as far as we know this is just what air kripke and the two other guys that are involved with it have come and brought together based off of what they're creating as opposed to what garth ennis had already created and then taking from that and i think that's something that the boys had for too is that garth ennis has a 73 issue story that they can pull from any moment you know it is it's kind of like how preacher was if you watched preacher and if you read preacher there were parts in preacher for the show that didn't take place in the comic until like way later and you see it right away at the beginning of the show so i think that's what we saw with the boys was that the boys had the more grounded story that was already there that was already being written on and was already finished by the time that they were handed it when it comes to gen d it's them kind of doing it on their own it's them figuring it out as opposed to having an already written story and already you know panned out what the end goal is going to be and even though we've seen changes from the from the comic to the show for the boys and there's been major changes from the comic to the show we're still seeing it go along as the, as the comic would have been and as the show would have been so that's what we're seeing with gen v is that it's it's hollywood kind of taking the hands uh, like hands-on approach to comic book characters without there being a comic book to really base them off of you know these are characters that we've never been introduced to in the past so that becomes you know an issue moving forward but we're seeing what they're doing with it and i think it's interesting yeah i i can i can definitely rock with that for sure uh, kim pachi was mentioning so i think Jim v is a combo of the boys and my hero academia the innovation of them using the powers is a lot of fun yeah i i and me and will were talking about this before we watched the first two episodes uh during the same weekend we did cape comic-con and uh we, we were pretty much we were impressed with like the main uh character having blood manipulation we weren't crazy about how she first found out that she got these powers but uh after like watching the episode for a while and and realizing like she could heal and kill it was like oh my god she is she's gonna be a menace when she gets a little bit more uh confident about her her uh control so it like 
her blood manipulation is definitely one of the reasons I'm I'm staying interested in the, in the story. Uh, we are getting to know her a little bit, and it, it, she seems a little bit different than the usual tropes. So I can live with it. So at least at least with her character uh, for now, until I get attached to like some other characters in the show. But she she's pretty cool. Uh, me and Will both predicted that she's probably going to wind up falling out with her sister. Uh, neither myself or Will has seen the source material, but like that's the way things are leading. Because if you kill both parents right in front of her with using your powers, the sister's not going to is going to grow up and despise you one way or another. Because this is just the way like grieving works. Uh, she's angry she doesn't know what to do lost lost both of her parents because her older sister's power killed them and it's just like eventually she was going to despise her sister and, and she kind of does and it's just like i i can't wait to see them fight because you know the sis probably has powers too so if people who have read the comic you're more than welcome to spoil it for me but if there if there's a powerful counter to blood manipulation that fight is going to be crazy. So that 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 makes me hold on to the series a little bit longer. And if we have a season finale that winds up being like blood manipulation versus something else, I'm going to lose my shit. So I, I'm hoping Gen V can turn the notch up on all the different heroes you can get to know. And even some of the, the douchebags that we get to know as well. So uh, I... I I, I'm a little bit more confident in Gen V than I am Invincible. I think season two Gen V would probably be superior to Invincible season two, and I think over overall Gen V might be superior to Invincible. Maybe that's me just talking shit too much, but uh, you about to yeah. say you're just shitting on Invincible right now, man? Yeah, and, and I, oh man, it's I, only, they've only done one season. Rob Rob Kirkman wants to do like at least like a dozen. At least, if he wants to get out all like the issues, the yeah. The season two of Invisible drops November third, I believe, and in like two weeks, yeah. And and Gen V, like, we're about five or six episodes into season one, and I'm like, damn, this is even better than, than season one Invincible. <laughs> maybe I'm, maybe I'm just being mean, but. Uh, <laughs> God, man. Would you say it is better than the first season of The Boys? Nah. No. Man. Those four seasons of The Boys are like God tier storytelling for me. It's just like, who? The nerd of the writer for that. (laughs) And then they give us this for a spinoff. It's like, how? Well, I guess it makes sense. He put all his fucking brain power into The Boys. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I mean, as far. Like everyone on here knows, like I'm very behind on a lot, including the boys. I've not watched Gen V, but I've heard a lot of good things about the show. And like you said, you're out new for a second season and just how well the story and the characters are doing. And even from this last episode, I heard that uh, apologies for anyone who's watched and who has not seen it like me, but spoilers. Uh, I know that Soldier Boy uh, was in the last one too. And fans are like, oh my God, give us a Soldier Boy spinoff. We want more Soldier Boy. But yeah. yeah, yeah. If you've seen the preview, well, actually, I, I probably shouldn't. Well, I, it, if you don't mind spoilers, uh, honestly, the, 
Yeah, the preview for the next episode is Soldier Boy's back, but we don't know what the hell he's doing on that 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 college campus. Uh, so that's gonna be interesting. And he's um uh, I forgot what superhero they compared him to. Some people like he he's got the vibe of Captain America, but his power is like something else. And so I I, I wonder what they're gonna do with him because in the boys. Like, spoiler, spoiler, he is revealed to be basically Homelander's sperm donor. So Homelander's like dad. He he, he's ba- he basically got daddy issues with uh, Soldier Boy. So mm-hmm. and there's a lot of crazy good shit that we got to look forward to with the, the boys universe. I, I just hope like Gen V just kind of like fires up mm. e- even more. Like going did, forward to these last couple episodes, did they finish filming for the fourth season for the boys or no? Like before everything went down, I believe they did. I think I think, I think so. they finished it. I think they're just waiting for the actors' strike to be finished. Right? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't yeah, sure if they, they finished filming or, not. or not. Because it's almost like the uh, I know the Deadpool three was also like they were in production, they were starting it, they were getting it going, and then after <laughs> the strike occurred. Everything got pushed back. Oh, so I think that's the same thing that happened with the boys was that the boys kind of it it was done, but I think that in the process of getting all the post production done and everything finished, I think that's when the SAG after a strike occurred, and now we're in this weird limbo where we don't know when we're going to receive it. And I think that they were waiting on Gen V to come out as well before they would announce anything with the boys. And I wonder if that's what Gen V is going to do. Is that if the last episode is Gen? And you know how they're like the after credits where they kind of give you the explanation for the next episode. I wonder if they're right. going to finally right. take the trailer for The Boys Season 4. So I think that's something that I, I, I wonder if they're going to try to do that because I think that would be much more interesting knowing that the fourth season is done. I think it would be pretty cool for them to advertise it right away and then maybe at the beginning of the next year we get to see this fourth season. Yeah, that would be amazing. I could, I, I could have sworn there was four seasons of the boys. I was probably tweaking. I, th- I think last time I watched the boys was probably like earlier this year when the season finished up. So I think yeah, we did leave left off with at the end of the season three. So we four should be on the way, depending on how the strike goes. And I, y'all already know I'm looking forward to that. So. We all are, uh, though. I and I did hear earlier today that re, I did read earlier today that uh, SAG AFTRA will like head back into talks, like I think in the next twelve days or something, like this, this next week, and hopefully, hopefully they can make some progress on that and people can get back to work. Man, I just seen something today in the news feed that was talking about how. Deadpool was slated for May 3rd, 2024, and now that's... It's delayed, yeah. Yeah, no, I read yeah. that too. That's, that's I know. If, if, if they could, yeah, hopefully if they can get it, just like, hopefully they can resolve this soon, and they should only have like a, a handful of days or like a week or two like to finish, but hopefully they can either keep that date or hopefully just just sometime within within the year. Like, it's not too far off. Yeah, I feel yeah, they gotta be in the post-production phase now because they wrapped up filming like a couple months ago. They this should be all post-production from here on now. And depending on how the strike goes, like will we be 
fingers crossed we may be able to get another 2024 release date but uh, honestly it's wishful thinking from here mm-hmm. we'll see but yeah that's a honestly there's not a whole lot of news um out besides like they today there was a reveal for um the script for the marvels it was it was the marvels or thunderbolts thunderbolts that's what it was so the script for thunderbolts has been revealed supposedly mm-hmm. and the storyline goes for thunderbolts is that yelena is running the thunderbolts uh and and not um Bucky. I, but yeah, Bucky, Bucky was supposed to originally, but now it's Yelena, and then they're up against the Century, and sent or Century, and then Century becomes the Void in this movie, so they're up against the Void, and that's what this movie is supposed to be all about. Uh, but then there's something that's going to happen that's going to tie this in, all into Armor Wars when that comes out. So if Armor Wars is still a, is still a film, mm-hmm. and Marvel Studios in production then Thunderbolt should, should be a huge help in, to tie us into that. So the, Don, I guess, yeah. Yeah, Don Cheadle said it, it was originally going to be a series. Then they decided to make it into a film. But, but yeah, uh, Armor War should still be going. We just have no idea when. Yeah, we'll, we'll ask who was playing Century. I think it's the same guy that's playing, Invin- plays the voice of Invincible. Is it- yeah, it's Stephen Young. He's yeah. supposed to be in the movie, but they have not said so. Yeah, in centuries, like what's supposed to be like Marvel's, like similar to Icarus, like and Superman. Yeah, I, I, I get, I can see Icarus for sure. Um, oh, oh shit, uh, Icarus is Marvel. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I'm, yeah, that's why I meant yeah. just like the power, like types, like very much yeah. like, very Superman esque. Yeah, Icarus is personality wise definitely reminds me of Century a whole lot. Um, and I know the void was a part of like the dark Avengers <laughs> at some point. So maybe we, we, this won't be the last we see of him or he could, he could get killed off and, or brought back as a good guy. I, it, there's no telling what they're going, where they're going with this, but like, damn, like to be up against the void, this movie, I think it's the void and red Hulk might be, might be like the two problems of this movie. I'm not too sure. I'll have to go back and check the Facebook post on that, but there's been a couple tweets about it, and there's been some content on YouTube as well. Yes, yes, Kenny, they did. Steve Yoon. Oh, good old Glenn. (laughs) Yeah. It's Richard Matt. Christ. Hmm. I wasn't too crazy over Icarus. I just liked it. I liked when he finally switched over to his sinister side. And I was I was like, okay, he's a lot more interesting to me now as a character. Yeah, he went, yeah, that I can agree with that. He was my favorite. My favorite Eternals were probably uh Don uh Gilgamesh and Thena. I love Gilgamesh. And Fastos <sighs> too. Fastos mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Fastos. Uh and now that we're on Marvel, uh, Deontay, you want to tell us about uh, Loki season two? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, before you do that, I'm uh, going to head off so that I don't get nothing spoiled for me because I'm still, I'm still a little bit behind. So you guys gotta, 
I'm gonna <laughs> hop off so that you guys can discuss Loki and you guys can talk about Spider Man. It's all it's good, all man. Good, we man. appreciate, we you, appreciate coming you coming out. out. I appreciate being on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Peace out, guys. Peace. Peace. <laughs> so yeah, if you got you guys heard that, so like we're we're gonna do full spoiler for uh Spider-Man and Loki season two. But uh Loki season two has been incredible. I will say that. And now now's your chance to run. <laughs> I've I watched a little bit. I, you're probably more caught up than I am, but from what I've heard, from what I've seen, what little bit I've seen, it's like amazing, like better than the first, would you say? Oh yeah, by far, and it's oh, it is insane. It's, and the first and the first season was incredible, like one of the best se- shows when it was first happening. And it's like it's it's season two is only like four episodes, three or four episodes deep right now, and it's like, mm-hmm. damn, I was more entertained watching this than I was watching Moon Knight. That <laughs> hey, hey now, hey now, Moon Knight's one of my favorites now. Loki season two is that season right now, and I I never thought I'd say that about because I, I, I didn't care for Loki season one at all. So really, was, it it was cool cool enough to get by, but I never go back and watch it on purpose myself. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Just the just the idea, just like like this just this authority, just like this organization watching the timeline, as well as just like Loki, just like having this like. I wouldn't say redemption, but more just like reevaluating his life and like what he really wants in life. Season the way that they handled season two is <coughs> the way that they should have handled season one. Cause <laughs> season two is insane. Mm. Like maybe maybe I'm overhyping it, but the way No, 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 no. I believe you. I just need to get my, my ass on it. Uh <laughs> man. Uh but how uh and how is uh how is uh, Jonathan Majors as uh, his king? Very timely. Victor yeah, it, timely. He he's he's killing it. I, I well, let me let me calm down. Uh, <laughs> he he's not killing it. He he belongs to Victor Timely very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's one more variant of him that that we met in the first couple of episodes, but I could be tripping. Mm-hmm. But other than that, his role as Victor Timely was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his chemistry is what got me. His chemistry with the the rest of the cast. Um, so we finally get to meet him and see Jonathan Majors act alongside uh, the actress who plays Renslayer, Miss mm-hmm. uh, uh, Minutes, which is Tara Strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, again, when he first appeared, when he when he came in as he who remains in the last episode of last year, the first season, it just blew my freaking mind that we actually that actually happened and he was amazing and like this was before kang even happened like at all dude he 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 belongs to kang the conqueror i'll give him that for sure i know i just hopefully everything clears up for him but if not it then it is what it is but i really wanted to stick with being kang just or in, in all of his variants he's amazing man victor timely just I, th- I guess Victor Timely as a character annoys the hell out of me because of the way he speaks. But uh, honestly, like once he get goes back to his Kang self or his he who remains self, like I, man, it's probably gonna be one of the greatest castings that Marvel has ever made. And um, I, I hope we get to see some of that by the end of Loki season two's uh, finale. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And and people and I know fans are like like I know not your favorite, but if Moon Knight ever got a second season or something done, like more with him, they want to see him go up against like Ramatut. Yeah, it's supposed to be like um like if there there is a script being written or if there's one already written for Moon Knight season two. Or at like, least a, a special or a film or something. Yeah, it's it's gonna be Moon Knight versus uh, Rama Tut. So it's season two is slated to be something insane. So th- they're gonna be going neck and neck with Loki season two right now because th- season two is just straight fire for me. Uh, and it's not even because of Jonathan Majors by himself. It's just the way right. they handled Loki this season. It, mm-hmm. This this is his true redemption arc. Like you you really get to see like. Him being um, what him being his whole self. He is so honest this season, man. It's it's crazy. Wow. And and let's not let's let's take a moment and just realize Tom Hiddleston has been playing this character for twelve years now. Started with Thor in two thousand eleven at twenty twenty three, and he's probably been a, if not as many more pro- Marvel projects than probably RDJ. Yeah, dude, dude is a beast. Like we get to see the full his full potential come out in season two. Like you get to see him as a lying, backstabbing, like bad guy in in most content that you see him in. But mm-hmm. Loki season two in particular is like, I'll be a villain if I have to. And right now, time desperate times and desperate measures, and he's just like. He's willing to do anything this this season. Like he's so serious now. Uh, some some people might not approve of it. I fucking love it. Hey, some of the best characters are like very like gray. Like like have a look, have darkness. Be willing to do some things, but also like want to do what's right. Those are some of the best characters. Yeah, you get to see Sylvie in action too. And Sy- Sylvie, she's mm. just as annoying. This season, <laughs> as she was in in, as in the first one, but that is Bay. Probably, probably just like beholden to her, like her choices and rights. Be like, it's like, yes, the world is against me, so don't piss off and just may I take your order? Yeah, so, it's <laughs> like that ra- that ratchet McDonald's cashier lady that you had to oh drive past. When you had to drive through. She's it's like instead of instead of her dealing with the Karen, she's the Karen. She is definitely a Karen this season. She's a very <laughs> violent Karen. Oh Lord! And, and no, if you do, if you go to a McDonald's, you will not find Sylvie at, at giving you your order, taking your order. Man, God forbid, because you're gonna have a bad fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And you're right. We're only like halfway through. We got like three more episodes like left. So if it's already like insane as you say, then pff, man, I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen. And we may not even get like any like a third season. I think I read somewhere that Loki was supposed to just be like a two part like like two season like show. They're probably gonna put knowing them. They're like, yeah, we're only gonna do two. You lying, some bitch. You gonna right. do you're gonna do three or four seasons of Loki because I mean, the way that maybe, they're going maybe. off. Maybe I mean, I could demand. be wrong, but I mean, Andor is only like two seasons for Star Wars, and so. I don't know. This could either be just like two seasons, one and done, just like a whole story, or they could do more. But either way, I mean, I 
I want Tom Hiddleston to keep playing this, be it Loki or in a movie or special, whatever. Yeah, hang on to him as long <coughs> as you possibly can because exactly. he is a beast. He was born for Loki. Tom is an amazing actor and just like they need to like hold on to him as as long as possible. And he's probably just like one of the nicest people you'd probably ever meet too. Oh man, now I want to. Now I do want to meet him. Who who wouldn't want to meet Tom Hiddleston? He he's one of those people that's like at the bottom of my list that I'm not gonna like chase down at a convention, dude. Like I, I don't hate him or nothing. I, he just I wouldn't chase him at, at at a convention to get his autograph. No, no, no. You you would chase Shamik more. I would definitely chase Shamik, man, because I, I want a selfie with him so I can flex <laughs> on all the haters. Because me and Miles Morales squashed our beef. We put our differences aside, and now exactly. we brodies. Yeah, the game and the movies help. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, man, you gotta see Loki season two. I'm, I'm probably gonna just, if not, probably this tonight. I'll probably just rewatch the first season, and if not tonight, tomorrow, I'll probably get caught up. His relationship with Mobius is even better this season. Oh, I love, I love Owen Wilson as Mobius. I was not for sure like when before like. We're really gonna put Owen Wilson in a Marvel series. Like, how's this gonna work? But he's great. He's, yeah, he's really great, and I can't wait to see more of him. Like, wh- whenever he hugs Loki and says, "You're my favorite." No, <laughs> you're our favorite, man. <laughs> yeah, the comedy, the comedy is up a whole nother level from season one too. Oh so man, you're gonna get a few really good laughs in. <sighs> Have you seen the movie of Everything Everywhere All at Once? Uh, no, but I know that I know it's very. This show is very much like, at least the second season, very much like, on the same vibe of that. Yeah, the guy that plays Ouroboros. Uh, yeah, Ob. Yeah, I was gonna ask OB. like how's, Ki uh, Ki Kwan, uh, short yeah. round from, uh, the Temple of Doom. Yeah, shorty. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Dan, some someone else said that to me. Y'all know if it was Blake or Danny that said that, but. Uh yeah, I was like, damn, Shorty from Indiana Jones, <laughs> and he, he was whooping ass and everything everywhere all at once. He, I I don't know if he's a real life martial artist or what his I deal think, is, but I think he is because I think like I read somewhere that he was actually doing he did stunt work with like Hugh Jackman for like for like one of the X Men movies, if not the first one. Holy shit! I could be wrong. Like anyone, look this up and like prove me right or wrong, please. But. uh how is how is he uh, how is OB on the on the Loki? He is freaking hilarious. <laughs> he, he's going to have so many quotables after this season is over with. They're going to start making T-shirts of everything that OB says. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he says something. There, there's another character named Casey from season one. Yes, as I remember. Well. Yeah, he has a more prominent role in this season too, and him and OB together. Oh God. And, God! and I know the actor you're talking about. He's funny as hell. So, oh man, I'm excited for that. I, I, I am. People cannot talk shit about Marvel anymore after this after this season, Loki. Well, I mean, we'll wait and see how the Marvels does, and then we'll we'll just see. Loki season two is going to be a hit, man. I, I want to see people. I want to see people try to shit on this series now. No, no, no. no. That th- this is absolutely a hit for sure. 
Because they were talking about phase four and phase five were garbage. Oh. Oh. <laughs> People are going to have their opinions. People are going to be like, it's not as good as before. It's trash. Like, where's RDJ? He's done. Let it go. The, some some of the movies... Nice. So, some of the movies aren't aren't your favorites. Big deal, but they're not terrible. They're not they're not Sony's Morbius. They're not they're not Warner Brothers Daredevil. No, no, exactly. Marvel's Daredevil. <laughs> I didn't say Warner Brothers. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking of as Batman more than Daredevil. That's probably why. But, you had almost gotten away with it too, but you caught yourself. Little little bit, little bit. <laughs> but, no, I mean I've not hate. There's not really a Marvel movie I've really hated. Like. Yes, I'd like more some than others, and even others some than more than like little bits. But no, there hasn't been any that I think are garbage or trash. Yeah, it, it can't be garbage and have good coming from it. it especially Loki season two. Oh man, I, I, I dare somebody to say Phase Five was trash now because Loki season two was the truth. Well, we let's see. We've got we've gotten we've only had a few so far. We've had. Ant Man and the Lost, Quantumania, and we've had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. That Both one was really better than Ant Man. No offense. And mm-hmm. uh, have we we have have we had any more shows besides Loki season two? I feel like we had one more show, but I could be wrong. It was a pretty dry dry year for Marvel TV. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think. If anyone in the comments like knows or like has an answer, please like let us know because we're drawing a blank here and I'm usually better at this. Uh, oh god, I really can't think of it. Uh, but anyways, uh, how would you uh, how would you grade or rank uh, Loki, uh, season 2 of Loki so far? Yeah, so far, Loki season 2 is probably on par with a solid A. Solid, oh, damn. Okay. A. Yes. The way that the way that they took care of their characters, it just kind of shows like the screenwriters behind this season. They give a shit, and I and I, if you watch this show and you were like, "Yeah, this is lazy writing or whatnot," man, I might have to check your verification on that because <laughs> the way you tell a story is you get to know these characters so you can have a favorite, and then right. you just ride to the end of the story with them. Even if they get killed off, you can ride to the end of the story with them. And it's, this show was about Loki, and just so happened that Loki is so well written this season. He was he's he's pretty decent written in most times you see him, but the way that they handle him now is just like now I get I give a damn about him. It, it it's so hard to prioritize Loki over other over other uh, awesome characters in Marvel. But damn, man, this this season he he showed his ass. It's, <laughs> it's like I'm a Hulk fan, Spider Man fan, Magneto fan, Iron Man fan, uh, Hulk, Spider Man, Black Panther. I, I'm 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 on that type of level of like how far up the food chain I go away from Loki. But after seeing Loki season two. He is like sneaking his way up that list. It's like, damn, man. I, I didn't think I would like Loki this much as a person or a character. And I've I've loved him like I've I've thought of him like as a fan favorite, just character hero, like villain and now hero since like Thor and the Avenger. Like he's I, he's my big fan of 
I've been a big fan of his since then. But dude, the show Secret Invasion, that's the one I couldn't think of. Like, yeah, that that's probably why we didn't think of it because because it, that one would like Loki's probably already better than Secret Invasion. Yeah, I, I I hate to admit it. Like I I I loved Secret Sam Invasion Jackson. to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but man, did they they, they get the a little bit weird in that finale? Shit, shit got weird in that finale, and it was off to a weird start too. Uh, man, I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind the start. I didn't mind the start. I was desperate for the MCU to get a win. Even though a lot of people say they love Guardians of the Galaxy 3, according to some critics, Marvel's missed everything for all of 2023. And that's no fucking way possible. No, no, no. Especially now. But like I said, we'll just... I'm hoping I'm, I'm hoping that the Marvels will, will be really good this uh, in November. Yeah, I, I'm I'm expecting it to be greatness. A lot of people are going in with the mindset that it's going to be shit before they even step foot in the theater. Probably not, because like Carol, Dan- like the first Captain Marvel didn't do like the best, and some fans don't like Brie Larson as Captain Mar- as Carol Danvers. Yeah, there's some people that like Brie Larson and still didn't care for Captain Marvel, and it's just like damn, like. The movie was good. It was. It, it got was, the job done. It was good. It was. I liked it. I. I she's not my favorite, but I, I don't have an issue with her as Ka- Carol Danvers. My my whole thing with movies is execution, man. Like if you know how to get from start to finish with continuity and your your story's just honest, and you should be fine with me. But it, once shit gets a little bit messy and you're like trying too hard, or you're like dog whistling in your movies and shit like that it's just like uh you're making it too on the nose for me so i i can't like lose myself like in the story when when you guys do crazy shit like that and marvel is yet to do anything extra or cheesy in my opinion at all i haven't seen anything like super cheese no even eternals wasn't that cheesy like no no some people thought it was just like a little bit dry and a little bit long and just a bit much with all the characters but i liked it yeah i i i got through it i'm not crazy about it i i if someone played it in on a plane sitting next to me i just lean back in my seat and watch it with them honestly i it, it isn't just it's not that bad as people say it is people be like it's garbage it's trash do 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 and Will Will talking about Dick Ride. Will slept through the movie and he still thinks it's trash. Like you, oh my you were out the first five minutes, so Let you don't know. know if the movie sucked or not. <laughs> and that 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 only that's not even what Dick Ride means. Dick Ride means like I'm a I'm gonna fight everybody over this shit. I ain't trying to fight nobody over no fucking Eternals type of shit. That that, that movie was okay. It was good. I, was I got good. through it. And I, I didn't go back. <laughs> exactly. That, that's all I needed. There's movies that I, I I wouldn't dare go near a theater. I wouldn't I wouldn't go near a theater for movies like fucking Black Adam. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't go near a movie theater for movies like fucking. What, what was another shitty ass DC movie? Um, Black. I, I, now wait a minute. Now come on, don't target DC. I, Black- I won't target DC specifically. I was about to say, and Black Adam wasn't as terrible. I I liked it. 
Uh, listen, D- DC ha- has some misses with me. I know Marvel had some misses with me. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. Because oh. uh, it's hard because they, they, they had an objective and they stuck to it. That That's that's my biggest thing, thing I love about Marvel is they solid. They, they stand their ground. They're not after nothing besides like getting people to come to theaters to see their shit. It, it, it's, it's nothing like evil like uh the Walter guy from <laughs> freaking DC. Hey, like, they got they got they got rid of Hamada. They got rid of Hamada. Yeah, thank God cuz it's no, no, no. I mean, hey, I have hope and belief that James Gunn can lead DC in a better era, especially with Blue Beetle. I love Blue Beetle. It, it, surprisingly, Blue Beetle didn't get a lot of hate. It just did poorly in the box office. It didn't get enough attention. It, the the, yeah. the strike didn't help. Definitely didn't help with it. It just didn't get enough views. But no, that's absolutely one of my favorites now from DC. And Shazam, both Shazams were were incredible in my opinion. I know the first one somehow like it did better than the, than the second one, and which Blake has gone on record saying he likes better. Yeah, I do. I do remember him saying that. Um, I, it's hard for me to think about. Like, She Hulk was the closest to a miss for me as as anything in Marvel can possibly get. Like, I, I mean, I mean, you do have like Thor: Dark World, but that was a long fucking time ago. I'm talking about like Phase Four and Five. Like, you want to talk Phase Four and Five? She Hulk is about as close as I can get. There's one episode in She-Hulk that's just like, man, the writer behind this is a dick for for putting this kind of content in here. And but but there's before episode six of She-Hulk, there was a lot of fan service that we got, and it's like I can't complain about the fan service. So I, I rocked I rocked with She-Hulk to you a talk, certain extent. You talking extent. about like the, the bridal shower like episode? Yeah, like. Basically, her friends getting married, and she fights the to ta- to Titania. No, I, I, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, that one yeah. wasn't my favorite episode. That, that episode was pain on another level. It's like who who took your pen? You were just doing so good for the first five episode. Then you did this. It's like oh, it's like what? Wh- whose idea was this? Because the episodes seven, eight, and nine after this were even better. So this was just one really bad idea that somebody came up with. Like, haha, let's just let's just do this to She-Hulk, knowing that people are gonna tear it apart because phase four has a terrible reputation. Oh God, man. I I I won't I won't go back and watch that series again unless season two comes back harder. <laughs> well, why why don't we like derail take a break from that and move on to our final piece which we're both really excited for marvel spider-man 2 for the playstation 5 yes lord you know what time it is guys it's spider-man time so hell yes and for the record uh despite how far we've gotten in uh like if you don't want to be spoiled then leave now because we're definitely going to be talking like oh man it's just oh my okay so first off how Man. far have you gotten into the game so far? I am officially level 12, and the, the story mission that I'm on, like, I actually just wrapped things up with Miles Morales and uh, the BVA. 
uh, he had this whole story line where he's just at his college and he's trying to, or he's he's at his academy and he's trying to apply for college. And I'm I'm helping him out with all of that. Okay, I think I think I'm a little bit further than you because I'm definitely like definitely like at, at uh, past the point where like they go to Coney Island and like after and such and such. So I'm definitely a bit further than you. Yeah. I- I, we've had a couple run-ins with Craven. I haven't seen any Venom activity outside of that one little oh, brief oh. intro oh, at the oh. very beginning. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, uh, should we spoil that? I mean, it, if people have not seen the footage or trailers or like anything for the game, then they've been living under a rock because it's just common fact now that Venom is in the game. Yeah, it, it, and. Ear, earmuffs to everybody who does it who for some reason d- still don't know they live under a rock i swear because yeah. there's no way they could not have known it's harry osborne which i'm it, <laughs> it's freaking harry like, i mean it's definitely harry i mean the, the, you watch the trailers like you 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 definitely get like the just the notion that it's going to be harry no matter what uh, my my buddy thought he was he wasn't sure if it was going to be Harry or Norman for some reason, but I was like, it's Harry. Yeah, it's. I was like, there's no way in hell. If it's not Eddie, it's Harry. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember seeing Eddie in the first two games. No, hell no. I mean, but that's the great thing about the, about the game. It's still world building, even though we've gotten a slur, like a whole bunch of characters from both the first game and Miles's game, we still get more characters. We get to meet, we get to full, really meet Dr. Connors. We get to meet Craven the Hunter. We get to meet, like, just, and learn more about everyone that we've met and further. Like, and we actually get to meet Harry and more and more. Like, but I don't want to spoil you, my man. Oh, it's all good. Uh, we And we definitely get to see, like, characters and villains that, you would not expect to see them in such situ- in such situations. Like- oh, yeah, freaking! Uh, so people who remember about Mister Negative getting locked up in Scorpion, they get captured by Craven the Hunter. So we might be seeing a, a little bit of a team up potential. Mm, well, and Miles has already gotten a lot of anxiety from just the fact that. Martin, uh, like Nick, Mr. Negative Martin Lee is like, all, like out and about, like or at least not in jail because, because if you haven't played the first game, then I'm sorry, but, uh, but Martin Lee is the the reason that his father Jefferson Davis is isn't here with us anymore. That he's gone, so he's definitely got. Whenever Peter gets like in the Venom suit, that that'll bring a lot of hostility and anger, but. Miles has his own anger and anxiety and hostility to deal with, and I like that. Like the Venom suit for Peter will bring out a lot more than anyone else, but I do like Miles is like dealing with his own like anger issues. Yeah, because once you get that Venom suit, you're you're essentially just (laughs) bloodlusted. So you imagine if Miles got his hand on the Venom symbiote? Oh Lord, I mean, it's that would not be a good idea. Just. Not, I mean, Miles is already powerful enough with like his own like the venom punching, like the, the yeah. actual electri- venom electricity. So with the actual symbiote, like he would be unstoppable. Yeah, dude is a beast already, man. And I, 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 pl- I love playing with him more than I like playing with with Peter. 
I think I like I think I like playing a little bit uh, I think I like playing with Peter a little bit more than I do with Miles because he's the OG and also I really like the spider arms that you can just like launch a, fl- a, fl- a flurry on your enemies they're so freaking cool yeah they go ham I love their finisher moves too I know they're so good and oh man and you actually get to fly the web wings you get to fly to the city yeah, the web weems are. are I, I suck at it. I, 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 I'm a terrible Spider Man in general. <laughs> but, uh, it it I, takes it takes a bit of time, but no, I mean, like the air current, like you ride that and and you slowly descend, but it, it's so much fun. Yeah, I, I'm getting to, I'm getting used to it now. Like I'm a whole lot better at fighting. Uh, I, I used to die so much when the first time I t- even touched the game. Really, uh, my buddy Miles, he let me hold the controller. It wasn't Miles Morales. I think it was the Spider-Man before that one. Uh, Miles let me use his controller for like five minutes. And every time I tried to go after a crime, I got murdered. So it was like... <laughs> it's like I've, I've only been like like killed like a handful of times, maybe like five, six. But when the game when the game actually started and I started fighting, just picked up like that. Like instinct. Like fell, fell na- back naturally. It's like I didn't stop playing it because it's so just instinctive. It's just very feels very natural just like yeah yeah i'll be prepared for spider-man 3 but man spider-man 2 is going to be a long training session for me oh man oh man (laughs) we know we're already gonna get a third spider-man game like we know this like how can you not but man and and apparently i'm only like 25 percent like already halfway through the game, like I'm like a quarter of the way, and I've already done. I've already gotten. I feel like a lot done. Like, but not like the whole much, much done. Yeah, I got I got a good percentage too. Like, not really story wise, but like it all's working on like side missions and all that. <coughs> like trying to unlock different boroughs of New York and level up oh, a little yeah. bit. So I got high percentage oh, based oh, yeah. on okay. that, but. I, I'm like, they they could have uh, improved the open world experience just a little bit more. Really? Uh, but other than that, like the game has been perfect. Uh, I love I love the map. I mean, I love the open world. It's 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 like I feel like the map is like twice as big now that we get like actual Brooklyn and Queens, and it just I I love it. I don't have a damn complaint with this game at all. Just the fact that. It's better than the first two, man. I I, I wish I could I could agree because I, I I haven't played the first two like from start to finish. What? But how can I, you? I, I jumped straight into. <laughs> how can you sit there and dude? You gotta go back. I mean, <laughs> you gotta go back and play the first two. That's insane. I can't believe that. Yeah, I jumped straight into Spider-Man 2. I was like, I'm not missing this shit for the world. I mean, I don't blame you, but also, dude, you get so much more depth and like just like everything with the first two. Yeah, I've been I've been off of video games since like 2018, honestly. That's when December the first one came out. That's yeah. when the first one came out. I retired right then and there, and and my friend had like Thanksgiving at his place, and that's where I played it uh played it at his house for thanksgiving and i got my ass handed to me and that was the last time i touched it now it's 2023 
and I am going nuts. Good, good. Well, I, me personally, I would suggest you go back and play the first ones, but but I know you're not gonna do that. But just like just keep going and just like keep getting better, because dude, I got I gotta be prepared for that that boss battle at the end of this game. <sighs> However crazy it's gonna be, because it's gonna be fucking insane. Yeah, for Craven to be a dude that's just not that much bigger than you in compared to the other villains, and you have to take him down. Like he he's got some shit up his sleeve. Well, who says he's gonna be the final vil the big the last boss? I mean, it could be Venom for all we know. It could it could be because Venom Venom is quite a handful too. Mm -hmm. But I think people kind of underestimate Craven sometimes because he gets dubs over. No, 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 no. I, I'm not yeah. underestimating him at all. I, from what I've seen from him so far, he's fucking terrifying, and I, I really like him. But uh, no, I mean, like, it could be Craven. It could be. I mean, the, we didn't know. What, the thing with the first game, we thought Mister Negative was going to be just like the soul, like the big, real big bad, up until yeah. like the reveal of Doc Ock. And I was like, oh, this is going to be the final boss. Okay. So, yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, the first half could be Craven, The second half could be Venom. We just don't know. It is, yeah. I, I've seen I've seen a lot of theories online that it's going to be Venom, the, <coughs> the final showdown. But it's, there's there's something in my soul that's just like, don't sleep on Craven because... Oh, no, no. Trust me. No one's sleeping on Craven. Yeah. Because, sure. honestly, all of Spider-Man's rogue gallery, you could probably save for a final boss battle it's not really any weaklings in those roster of no, in that roster no. of villains especially with like how they've been like done like in the game like absolutely like i don't think i think maybe like the easiest one was like shocker in the first game but it was the first game one of the first boss villains but still like shocker would give you that work too he would he no he definitely did but even yeah. still like I would say he was like a good, like easy entry point to everywhere else where it just got tougher and tougher and tougher. So yeah. And I was just talking about the other day with my my buddy who's super excited for this. Uh, we've already gone through like a whole bunch of already Spider-Man villains. Like unless they like reuse like a hand a good amount of them for the next one. Like I'm not sure how much more they can introduce like for villain wise because they're. We might get Green Goblin in the third one, or, or like, but other than that, like they used up a lot of other villains. I mean, they haven't they haven't done Chameleon, they haven't done Hydro Man, which are kind of lesser known. They haven't done Hobgoblin. They could. Yeah. There's still some that they could use, but still, like the big, the really big, big name ones are like, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I have I have a couple. I, I have at least two theories about what Spider Man Three is going to be about, but. My, my my biggest fixation is like I'm already like just a like 15 to 20 percent in the, done with the game and from what I've seen in the story so far like not being at the end yet uh honestly think like Craven by himself is going to be such a menace for both Miles and Peter that there's no way that he's going to be able to be taken down without the two of them working together well, like, yeah, and we got a preview of that because, like, his freaking army of hunter soldiers or whatever organization he's running that's in New York and terrorizing it right now—they're like a small freaking army, and really each are, one of those minions individually are a fucking problem. 
Oh, absolutely. The the hardest one, the ones I have a hard, are the hardest time dealing with are like the ones with like the big freaking blades that you have to yeah. like knock into the air. And I don't have the best. Uh, I'm not the best for like parrying like at the perfect time. But so you too. Oh, okay. Me too. But, but yeah, no. Trust me. I mean, we had that same sense in the first in the in the other games with the first one. We had uh, Silver Sable came and coming with her basically. Like small army from Simcaria and uh, in the and Miles Morales, they Roxanne was basically like a small army themselves. Man, it, it, the fact that he brought an army with him and all of them by themselves are just that nasty individually. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, and the tech that they have, like camp, like camouflage, just like and the drones and everything. Oh, dude, the dude, the the machines. Those are those are bad. I honestly think Miles and Peter got their work cut out for them with just the guys we've seen so far. Oh, hell yes, they do. Like, you got Mr. Negative, Scorpion, Craven, and Venom on the way mm -hmm. at some point. Just those four or five assholes by themselves. <laughs> like, the, the, whoo! And, and Lord, oh, I forgot Sandman. Sandman's well, yeah. in here, too. Oh, dude, the opening, like, with Sandman, that was insanely epic. I yeah. love it. He, oh, my God. And watching Miles go to work on him with his electricity, like, he... <laughs> I love it. It was so freaking good. I feel like he's going to come back as an ally and help them out, because there, there's no way the two of them is going to take all those fuckers on well, and win. That's, well, Sandman, he's, he was always, like, if you read the comics, I like, go back from, or watch, like, Spider-Man Three or some of the cartoons, you see, you kind of see that he doesn't want to be like a villain. He doesn't want to be a criminal. He's kind of like been cornered or like, excuse me, been pushed into like situations where he has to do these things, but he doesn't want to. So, and you see that here, like, and as much as we want to help him, like he's not really letting us. Yeah, their relationship with Flint Marco is crazy. Like. I think at as, as some point they were really close friends in the comic books as well with Sandman. Uh, but Flint Marco just always was kind of like a down-to-earth character. Like he was the perfect gray area out of Spider-Man's rogue gallery. Absolutely. Like I, Sandman has like been one of my he's definitely one of my favorite villains, like one of my favorite characters from Spider-Man's world, at least. And yeah. he's such a good character. I mean I love I love Thomas Hayden Church as Sandman, and not and I don't from No Way Home and Spider Man Three. I thought he was a better villain than than Venom was in Spider Man Three. He was so much better, and I was I just really like him, and I want them to do more, like be it movies or games, like give us more Mar Flint Marco. Yeah, Flint Flint is the man too, because it's like give give us introduce us to him live action. One more time as a villain, and then make him an ally going forward. Like that—that's the route that they should take with with uh, Flint Marco, mm -hmm. uh, Scorpion, and like I—I was—I grew up on Spider-Man comics, but I, my faint memory of the animated series and everything else that went into uh, the the Spider-Man world, like even I knew then, like Gar Matt Gargan. AKA Scorpion was a problem by himself as well. Oh, Gargan's just freaking insane. Like literally. Yeah. Like no, like he was just nuts. I mean, 
they go into detail like in the games like how he became scorpion jameson even had a hand in like making him the scorpion in a way but uh <clears throat> yeah no no he's freaking insane and uh they also set him up in the move in the newer movies too because they had matt gargan in the first movie with uh uh, with Vulture, and uh, I can't remember. Uh, I know they had someone, someone really good playing. Uh, do you? Uh, oh, from, from the from the first movie. Yeah, he. It, I'm trying to think of. A second. Uh, oh, Michael Mondo. That's it, Michael Mondo. Okay. Who who, who was who's well very well known for. Uh, Far Cry 3 and uh, playing uh, Vas Montenegro. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I feel like they're gonna they're they're gonna take good care of Scorpion in the live action very well. I I don't have any doubts about that. I hope so. Uh, I, I'm watching the animated series now, and I just made it to uh, season four. I three or it's either season three or four. Like the original animated show? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so good too. The comedy is, is I haven't watched I haven't watched the original show in forever. Yeah, me neither. I just started it like two weeks ago and I I've been I've been trying to clear it like six episodes a day. And it is so it's so good. I need to do that. I need to do that with that with uh, with X Men, with gargoyles, and it's I was in the middle of doing that with gargoyles earlier this year, but I stopped like somewhere in season two, like, and I just need to get back into it. Yeah, I, I, I see. I saw X Men before I started <laughs> Spider Man, so I, I did the X Men '92, and then before that, I did the OG Fantastic Four. So I'm trying to clear all of those Marvel animated '90s shows mm. before I go back to DC and do all other uh, animated '90s shows. You're better than I am, though. I did last like last year, a little bit early this year. I did. Re- go back and watch all of the original Batman animated series and Batman Beyond, and yeah. I loved every bit of it. So good, I love I Batman Beyond. Oh, I know, I know. Do you know that? Did you ever read or hear that Warner Brothers? Well, well, they wanted to do uh, a Batman Beyond movie with Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne, but Warner Brothers was like, "No, we don't want to do that right now." I, I I don't. They're probably scared shitless. Honestly, I I would. If there was no there was no reason to hesitate, like Batman Beyond would be like a cash cow for for fans. Like Warner Brothers turned down a, a pitched uh, trilogy for Superman with like Zod, Lex, and Brainiac, and they literally screwed the pooch with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I saw that post today. I think you you shared it to the group. I did. Yeah, it like I, I'm a Brainiac mega fan. I, mm-hmm. I freaking love. I and, love General Zod too. But no, Brainiac for sure. And Krypton. Brainiac. Oh, and the show man. Krypton proved to us that we can have a live action Brainiac. So Warner Brothers, what the hell are you doing? Sci-fi handled that Brainiac so damn well. It did I love Krypton? I was so sad that they canceled it, but damn. That, but, that broke my heart, man. <laughs> I know, I know. I I think it got better with season two, but we're getting off track again. Spider Spider Man two. Yeah. Uh, how 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 would you how would you rank or grade this? 
as a video game uh not having made it to the end yet this first like 20 percent that i got going on i, I i'm gonna st- i'm gonna start with an a minus and then work my way up because if it gets even better than what i'm experienced right now i'm by the time i'm done beating the shit out of craving the hunter this is gonna be an a plus video game easily i've already loved it i mean me i it's just everything uh, that they took from the first two games they put in and made it better like the graphics the, the swinging the fighting the mechanics every the story the story is amazing just everything so far i love it and 10 out of 10 for me it's like like a plus like this is easily like now like my favorite like one of my favorite video games if not my favorite or the best one i've played i this might be this might be on record to going being better than arkham city which is Ooh. regarded as one of the like the best superhero video games I, I'm, I'm still team arkham <laughs> i mean i am i love arkham i love arkham city too but this might be better than arkham city to be honest yeah i i don't know if i'll ever be able if if it's if, if being spider-man and controlling his powers abilities and gadgets and all that wasn't as difficult as it was i i i'd, I'd say it clears arkham I with, mean, with it's no a, difficulty, but the more you play it, the easier it kind of gets. But yeah, just got to get a hang of it. But no, I mean, I already love this like 10 times better. It's it's a lot more challenging than Arkham for the, the Arkham games for that's sure. A, that's a good thing. Yeah, I like a challenge. Yeah, sure. yeah. If you raise the difficulty to the max on the Arkham games, like you definitely get that work. Oh, but I'm, I'm such a I'm, I'm a way better Batman than I am Spider Man. I feel like, like I. I can control his gadgets and his his combat so, like flawlessly. I feel like I'm a really good. I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like I'm better one or the other, but I feel like I'm like Spider Man just fits really well with me, like playing as him. Yeah. Once I get become a competent Spider Man, I'll, I'll probably breeze to the end of this game. Fair enough. Uh, there anything else we need to cover? Or was that it? Oh, uh, that that that's that's it for Spider Man. Uh, or actually, that's all three of the topics. Uh, we just got a couple announcements, and then uh, we can let you guys go. Uh, let's see. So, Tommy mentioned there was Lebanon Con that was supposed to be next week. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. Know. As the music uh, music city in oh, Lebanon, music, music city con in, yeah, in Lebanon. Lebanon, Tennessee. It it it's going to be from the twenty seventh to the 29th. Uh, yeah, they're gonna have uh, Danny Trejo, uh, Machete, uh, Karen Fukuhara from uh, the Boys and uh, other shows like like Shira and uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, Tate Fletcher, the uh, the physical actor who played. Uh, uh, uh the one of the mandalorians uh the big one with the mach- with the machine gun uh can't remember his paz vizsla that's it pa- pa- oh Vizsla. yeah he was a physical okay. actor for paz vizsla uh they're also gonna have a couple of other re- wrestlers too like scott steiner the steiner brothers uh ted DiBiase, uh senior uh jimmy hart uh, mike rotunda and they're gonna have a couple of um, artists and the, they're gonna have artists and writers themselves, like uh, 
uh, Mark Bagley, a well-known, amazing Spider-Man uh, artist, uh, J.S. Uh, Alexander, Carrie Nord, Andrew Robinson, uh, Eric Canets, John Crystal, just a whole slur of people. So, yeah, if if you're interested, you're in that area, and it'll be near Nashville, Lebanon, Tennessee. If you're in the area, go check it out. Yeah, I'm willing to bet it's the same same building that they use for ICC Con. <coughs> that that's supposed to be the the Comic Con for Nashville, Tennessee, but it's in the the building that they use is in Lebanon. So that's actually pretty cool. So it, I I wouldn't be a stranger to that location. Uh, that's October 27th. To the 29th, yes. Damn, that's like literally next weekend. Maybe yeah. I won't make it. <laughs> but there is one convention that you, you all are guaranteed to uh, see Saturday Night Nerds at for sure. Uh, that is Cape Anime. And that is March 9th through the 10th, 2024. The badges will start uh, being available November 1st. So you can go to cape-events.com to... to to take a look see on all the details for cape anime uh the, the announcement for all for who all coming and whatnot that, that that'll, that'll be announced a little bit uh head down the road once they confirm uh the guest that's that's going to show up but other than that like yeah march market calendars for march 9th and the 10th of 2024 You'll be able to uh, catch Saturday Night Nerds there. We'll have another booth going and another panel. Uh, we'll be talking strictly anime versus what we did for Cape Comic Con, which is we kind of switched it up with a little Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. So now you get to see us uh, basically lose our shit over anime uh, starting next spring. So uh, be on the lookout for more announcements. You can follow the Cape Events Facebook page. So if you're ever in the local area of Cape Girardeau, Missouri, uh, that is the convention that we have going on. And you can see further details at cape-events.com. So we'll hopefully we'll see you guys there. New episode of Comically Inclined uh, debuts this upcoming Wednesday. Uh, we'll be going over Loki, the, the new episode of Loki again. And we have a top five... I want to say top five fighting games will be the top five uh, for that episode. So if you don't follow them, look look under Comically Inclined on Facebook. You you can follow their page and stay up to date on when whenever our shows go live and the details on how you can uh, see it. Uh, we, we do not we, we have not figured out episode 11's uh, due date yet. Uh, me, Will, Cam, and Tommy will figure that out at a later time and then get to the announcement uh, to you uh, long before the show drops. So, yeah. Other than that, if you're t- tuning in and you're not subscribed to the channel, like and subscribe, share share this video with your friends and family. Uh, if, you, if you loved it, and if you're on Twitch, a, a sub or a follow would help us a lot as well. And if you're on Facebook, you can join our group and, and, and stay up to date on everything that's that's happening as well. But uh, other than that, uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to episode 10. Uh, you got anything else for him, Cameron? No, I think that's I'm, I'm good. 
Well, we hope you guys stay nerdy and we hope you guys stay blessed.